previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. First, some errors. I did say winter weather outlook, not look. Uh-huh. Don't know how that happened. No comment, Roderick. Uh, yeah. Another error you can't outlook winter weather. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome back, Roxy and Chuck. Yay! We're back. We're back. Yeah, Chuck. So, (laughs) Chuck, how was your day off? What day off? I believe you were with us last episode, Chuck. I had to get a substitute. Oh, the day job. Play golf? What'd you do? Oh, the day job. I played golf. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute since I played golf, but yeah, the day job got in the way of my personal life so yeah as usual when are we we gonna get paid for this so i can just get rid of that damn thing yeah right (laughs) well chuck we missed you the loyal littles missed you thanks roderick hill for filling in last time we are glad to have chuck back we are going to start as usual with some errors omissions shout outs updates no real errors uh maybe bobby went on vacation i don't know we didn't have any really errors this week Shout out, though, Carol Conley. Thank you so much for the sweet email. And by the way, we're making you the official Carol of the Loyal Littles podcast because apparently that's a thing now. So anyway, um, now, Carol, that's only until Tony's wife writes in. And well, because, you know, she's Tony's wife. But I was thinking maybe Carol (laughs) would come on our podcast since they won't put her on the big show. I mean, how delightful would that be, right? That's another. that's, That's even, I think, bigger than a big. If we could get... Tony's wife on our podcast for an interview. Yeah, that I'm, I'm putting her that above cool. the bigs. That would be great. Okay. Uh, anyway, shout out to the big show bringing the news segments back. We all love that. And, and Jeannie came back. Woo. Oh, my God. That was so much fun earlier this week. So, you know, little coincidental that we do news segments on our podcast and then they bring them back to the big show. Hmm, maybe coincidence. I don't know. Uh, so, Littles, what I'm asking you is what else? Sounds suspicious. Right? So, Littles, what else do you want? We, we'll do it here and then maybe they'll bring it back to the big show. So, we actually already have some things up our sleeve from the old good times on the TK show. So, we'll see how we do with that. One more shout out to Todd Yaki. I hope I'm saying that right. He commented to us on the old Twitter, which we are at Loyal Littles Pod. Please follow us there, at Loyal Littles Pod. He says, this is uh, one for you, Roxy. I have been putting chips on my crunchy PB&J sandwiches since maybe second what? grade when I was Whoa. dared to at lunch. Now, this was a dare, Whoa. But, but he claims he's been doing it ever since. Plain salted chips are most ideal, but I like nacho cheese Doritos as well. Really, huh. it doesn't matter. Now, it says it doesn't really matter because he double layers peanut butter, and it's all I can taste anyway. So there you go, Littles. I don't know if I'll put that in the information for life category or not, but thank you, Todd, for letting us know that. Roxy, are you going to try that? Well, first of all, I have a question. Double layer as in what? Like you put... Just double the amount of peanut butter, I think. Either double the amount of peanut butter or layer peanut butter, then layer jelly, then layer layer peanut butter again, and then chips. Oh my gosh, that is too much. Todd, you got to get back on us because I'm not sure. That sounds good though. I never tried Um, that. Not to me. I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) Are you talking about nacho cheese Doritos on peanut butter? Yeah, Yeah. I have to try that. That's what Todd's saying. So I agree that 
regular salted potato chips are the best, but I would love to try the nachos Doritos. That sounds interesting. Really? I, I still, I, I'm still creamy peanut butter all the way, but. I think you should have a uh, taste off and Ooh. try. So I'm envisioning like a long picnic table with <laughs> paper plates and sandwiches <laughs> and everyone is peanut butter and jelly with a different flavor of chip. And or Dorito, it, apparently. You, or Dorito, and you just do it blind. You don't know what's in it, and you got to figure out. You got to guess. Your, Wait, well, I would do that. Pick your favorite. I would totally do that. There might be that. some crazy, you know, I mean, there's like, what, 100 different kinds of chips out there. So right. maybe one is just like this brain, mind blowing yeah. thing. I think I'm out on know. this one, guys. I don't know. I mean, even I if it's crunchy peanut so butter, in. I still think I'm out. That's just, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. I got to be honest. Okay, full disclosure. I mean, everyone knows I am a crunchy peanut butter guy. But if I'm going to, well, first of all, I'm never going to have chips on my sandwich. But if, if, if I was like on Fear Factor or something and I had to eat it or Survivor or something like that, then I honestly, I'm starting to like go to the other side. I think I would want smooth peanut butter for that. I don't think I would want the crunchy nuts with potato chips or Doritos. You Todd, smooth, help us so out here. It could so, slide down a little easier. Yeah, I don't know. But Todd, seriously, tweet <laughs> back at us at Loyal Littles Pod. Let us know what you mean by that. Is that like, I, I, that's a great question. Is it peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, or is it just double peanut butter, of peanut, peanut butter? butter? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it peanut butter, peanut butter, jelly, chips? And, and wait, where, Roxy, you can answer this. Where did the chips go in between, right? No, the chips go above between the jelly and the top slice of bread. Oh. But what I I like to do is I like to make the official sandwich, put the top slice of bread on it so that that side gets a little bit of jelly in it. Then like immediately take it off, put the chips on, close it up again. Boom. Done. Okay, but well, Roxy, (laughs) I was actually going to comment this, but then why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just put peanut butter on one side? Jelly on the other, put the chips like on top of one of them and smush them together. No, 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 no. All right. Well, look, I am definitely not a pro at this. Uh, this is not <laughs> my thing. spent way so too long. I will take, butter take your word on this. And we have, yes, I agree, Chuck. We we actually have some sports to get to, Chuck. Just the oh, uh, Thursday boy. night football. I wanted to comment. Thursday night Chargers in overtime, thirty to twenty-seven. Now the funny part about this game is no one really care. Well, I mean, some people care, obviously. Chargers, Chuck, on, on some other podcast, someone might have tried to pick that as an upset special, but right? someone no. else talked them out of it. So anyway. The San Diego Chargers be- beating did, the hey, Oakland hey now, Raiders. Hey, not, well, speaking of <laughs> Oakland, did you see Gruden's hat? Yes, of course I saw Gruden's hat. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. So, I, so for You think listener, that was an accident? Wink, wink. I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, if you missed it, John Gruden, the coach for the, uh, well, the Las Vegas Raiders, had an Oakland Raiders hat on for the first half, and then somehow he did the costume change. He did a quick change, Roxy, at intermission, as they say Ooh, in show business. I love a good and, quick uh, change. And he came back out with the right Las Vegas Raiders hat for the second half. Yeah, that's all we need to say that. I have some bad news for us. Uh, we, we apparently have failed as a podcast. So what? I'm apolo- apologizing yeah, yeah. to all the little littles out there. Yeah. So it was Not reported. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was reported to us that apparently we went an entire episode, last episode, without mentioning Claire Natola's name. Now, how that happened, I just wrote shame, shameful. 
I, I don't understand how we did that. So we have failed. We apologize to the littles, but we are going to make up for that with today's guest. Trust me. So stay tuned or, well, I don't know, just fast forward this because who wants to listen to us talk, right? When you can go <laughs> right to the guest. I mean, I do put those times in there for a reason. I don't know if you all noticed in the, the show notes. Now, I have to give a shout out to Bill Simmons and his podcast because that's where I learned that. And it is so I'm so grateful for that. So if you haven't noticed in the show notes, we I put times in there and that's so you know if there's a segment you want to go right to, you can find it easily. So if you just want to go to the Meet the Little segment, you can do that. If you want to just hear us talk and fast forward through the the guest that day, you can do that. So anyway, I don't know. That's up to you. Do what you want with that. One update. Chuck, I got a question for you. Do you think they're listening to us on our cell phones? Oh, for sure. Yeah? Okay. Not just uh, cell phones, but yeah, any of those <laughs> home, whatever they're called. Yeah, well, Chuck, I've got – this came up <laughs> – this literally came up on my news feed today on my Facebook page. Uh, there was an article, and I, I quote, finding a raccoon inside your Christmas tree isn't quite as ridiculous as finding an Al or – Bobby, listen – or koala bear – that's what it says. No. But we can all agree it's pretty terrifying nonetheless. And let me just finish real quick. A woman in Florida recently filmed in her encounter with a raccoon that managed to climb inside her tree along with the ensuing chaos that unfolded after the animal fled into her dining room and began swinging from her chandelier. Now, Chuck, I know you've seen this video. You said it was not that eventful, right? I have seen the video. It wasn't that eventful because the woman was like not – really that phased about it she thought it was a cat that it came oh. through her pet door and had climbed into her tree and she was like shooting it with water you know like you spray a cat when it gets in trouble eventually found out it was a raccoon and that raccoon was just like tearing up her house and yeah it was all over her chandelier and she was swatting at it with a broom and she was like get up get up you Listen mean she here. didn't try to trap it in a coat and hit it with a hammer like in a uh, christmas vacation no, she hammer. There was a hammer. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a yeah. And she was brave and didn't really seem faced. Now, granted, it was four in the morning, so she's probably tired as hell. But man, I would have been screaming my head off, <laughs> okay, in the thank bathroom, you. in the neighbor's house, nine one one, give me the fire <laughs> truck, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Loyal Littles, we discuss these things off air before we come on air, and so Chuck has an idea of what we're going to be talking about. And you went on and on and on that you were going to scream like a little girl and run out of the house, and then you gave us nothing Absolutely. just Absolutely. I can't even – even a mouse. A mouse <laughs> will make me do that. Well, you think a raccoon in my house? Hell <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent, Chuck. Those things have sharp teeth and claws and rip Rabies. your teeth off. Yes. <laughs> That's excellent. I'm sorry. So, I have no plans with that. So one more shout out quick uh, to Ed Som. I hope I'm saying that right. He reports on the Facebook group pages that his non-masculine child loves that there is a Christmas Day NFL game on this year. He also says the woman to whom he is related to by marriage is decidedly less thrilled. Now, Chuck, how did this sneak up on us? And it's my team. I mean, I read this months ago, but I completely forgot. Viking Saints are on Christmas Day this year. Now, I'm guessing that's because the NBA is not in full swing yet and all that, because they usually dominate Christmas. But how, yeah. did, how did that sneak up on us? I did not foresee that either. I, I know the NBA has three or four games. Playing, yeah, usually, so it's yeah. Not a, yeah, I saw the promo this morning. So 
I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get these games in. I guess, wait, what day is it's Christmas a Friday. Is a Friday, Friday, so that is a weird day. I mean, who knows? We'll just blame it on 2020, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Merry um, Christmas to me and all you Saints fans out there. Hopefully we'll get that win. And Vikings fans too, but hopefully right. you're going to lose. But anyway, yeah, so we'll be reporting on so, that. Short week then for you, right? Yeah, but we got a big game this weekend, Chuck. Yeah, I wonder if they'll hold Breeze for that Vikings game. No, he's supposedly playing. Is he really? He's supposedly playing tomorrow, Chuck. So oh, we'll see. No. Have fun no. with that. Uh-oh. Hopefully, I wonder if the spread's changed. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is, non, this is a non-betting podcast, Chuck. I better start drinking now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. Get your eggnog out. All you loyal littles, you know what time it is. It is now time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a good one for you this time. Here's your only clue. 52 white, 36 black. We'll be back right after this to meet the littles. played in today by an artist named Emily Danger. This song is called War Torn. You can find Emily's music on iTunes and her Instagram page is at Emily Danger. So if you like her stuff, remember to head on over to iTunes. And as always, we'll play the entire song at the end of the podcast. I'd be good for you. all you loyal littles we've got a good one for you today it's now time to meet the littles and all the way from cincinnati ohio yes he has his piano it's tony beeson welcome tony it's very nice to be here so thank you very much for having me oh thank you for being with us what we normally do is we usually just turn it right over to you if you wouldn't mind Introduce yourself. I'm guessing there's a lot of littles who do know who you are, but there's some that don't. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, etc.? Yeah. So my name is Tony Beeson. I grew up in a little town, Hagerstown, Indiana. Never had uh, any designs that I would ever uh, move out of state or be on a podcast or even have a piano. But uh, as fate would have it, uh, I've now lived in Cincinnati longer than I lived in Indiana. And so uh, it's been a journey. And uh, I have a wife and we have four sons. They've all now moved out of the house. So we're empty nesters now, but uh, we still keep very busy. You know, during the pandemic, uh, we use Zoom to uh, keep in touch with our kids. And so that's been a blessing as well. But uh, yeah, I've been listening to uh, the Kornheiser podcast for a long time. And so having this kind of forum to get to meet other littles has been great. I've really enjoyed the shows so far and it truly is an honor to be here. 
Oh, that's so great. Thank you so much. We're just glad people are getting into it and listening. It's been a pleasure. It's been so neat for me. And I even take Roxy for some reasons because she's getting to meet new people, even though she doesn't really know who exactly they are. But you've had a good time though, right, Roxy? Yeah, I've had a great time. I think it's been... I'm not an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I do enjoy meeting new people and finding out who they are, where they come from, what their story is. Everyone has a story, whether they think they do or not. And it's just, it's been really fun to get to meet all these different interesting people. So it's been, it's been fun for sure. Now, Tony, full disclosure, she saw my excitement when you confirmed that you'd be coming on the show and she's like, who's this guy? Right, exactly. Who is he? (laughs) But... And I, I played the jingle. I played the jingle for her. Okay, that's what I, I wondered if. And she's like, "Wait, what? I don't what?" <laughs> well, and and I am interested, and I don't know how soon you want to get into it, but I, I'm curious always with people's reaction to it, and also curiosity as to what you think of it. And, are you asking me? Or are you asking her? Uh, both. <laughs> Can I ask both? Oh sure, Roxy. Let me go. It was effing genius. It was brilliant. (laughs) Seriously. You want to know how you knew how genius it was? Within the week, I think, I don't remember if it was Nigel or someone else on the show, but they were like, all you littles, let's calm down with the knockoff jingles because, you know, everyone was like, I have a drum, I have a saxophone, I have a trombone. They all started sending mimic jingles. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but I do remember. I remember. Mark saying, yeah, I mean, I, uh, he's drawing the line at I have a cello. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know the Loyal Littles reaction, there's proof in the pudding right there. And also the lyric for me just made it, I mean, Lord have mercy on me and my piano. I mean, it was it was just a little bit of everything. And mostly because it just came out of nowhere. It was just, it was just brilliant. <laughs> it truly came out of nowhere for me too, really. <laughs> Roxy's like, this is terrible. Why are you enjoying this? I don't understand, right? No, I mean, I know jingles and how they reference the show in different ways. And for me, even if I don't necessarily know what the reference is to, I still laugh at them. And I think part of it is seeing the joy that it brings Chuck. But also, it's just, it's great writing, great musicality, great everything. It's unbelievable what... Of course, my song is the opposite, right? The whole point was that I have no talent and I don't know how to play the piano. So Right. So to me <laughs> it's, that was it's funny. anti it, it's anti mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's done in such a good way. <laughs> yeah, and I'll stop fanboying over here, I promise. And why don't we get back to you and why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started listening to Tony and where you started listening to him, all that stuff. Sure, happy to tell that. So it was it was 2004, 2005, uh, when he was doing what was, I guess, called the National Show. And uh, it was a part of ESPN Radio. So it was picked up on one of the local affiliates in Cincinnati. I believe it was 1530 The Homer <laughs> was their, their uh, call signal. Uh, so it was on at noontime. I happened to go out at lunch one day from work and uh, I just flipped on the the radio and I've got preset buttons for for different sports talk radio stations at the time so I happened to hit this one and this guy is going off he's just on this huge rant about Lindsay Lohan and I I <laughs> then had to check a couple of, is is this my sports radio channel really is this the right station and 
uh, sure enough, it was. And I, I, it just went on and on about anything but sports. And I got to tell you, instantly then, I was hooked. I mean, just his whole attitude and his, you know, the, the, the grumpy old man shtick, it worked for me instantly. And so uh, I started uh, sneaking out at lunch whenever I could, right? <laughs> and was listening to the radio show, which eventually then that went away. So I went on hiatus because the show wasn't on for me and I'm not local to DC. So it was, it was several years later when I came across that there was a podcast of the, um, I believe it's WTEM is the, uh, the station in Washington, DC. And I was able then to listen to the podcast, right? which was really cool in that uh, I always had 30, 40 minutes for lunch. I never got to listen to an entire show. But when the podcast came about, or when it was, when I found out about it, I was able then to listen to it on my commute, right? Either coming to work or mm -hmm. going back home. Then uh, he went from the radio station to just the pure podcast format. Yeah, I just kept kept listening then on my commute, my daily commute. So you grew up in Indiana, you said. How long were you in Indiana? I was uh, in Indiana till I was 25 years old. Oh, okay. And so wow. did you go to school in Indiana? or I went to Ball State University, yeah. So the home, home of David Letterman, right? What made you leave? I guess is my question. Was it work or uh, a job offer? So I got a I got a job offer. I right out of school, I worked in Indiana a couple years. I'm in IT. I was a computer programmer at the time, and I got a job offer. I I'll say it is Cincinnati Bell uh, made me a job offer out of the blue. They were going on a hiring spree, and uh, so I approached my girlfriend at the time. And I said, I've got a job offer in Cincinnati, but I don't want to go alone. And 31 years later, she's still with me for whatever reason. Yeah, wow. here we are in Cincinnati. So 31 years. So we've lived in Cincinnati longer than she grew up in Indiana also, but we've now both lived in Ohio longer than we've lived in Indiana. Wow. So you are basically from two different states. Do you have a favorite sports team? Are you more an Ohio Cincinnati fan or? Where I grew up was still Cincinnati was close. And so I grew up a Reds and Bengals fan. And sadly, I still am. Oh. Uh, it's been a cruel, <laughs> a cruel 50 years of fandom for those sports franchises. Yeah. Uh, lots of disappointment and heartache. Yeah. But hey, that's, that's part of being a sports fan. <laughs> I know I was telling you, I have dear friends up in Oakwood, Ohio, and obviously, same thing, diehard Cincinnati fans, obviously huge Dayton Flyer fans. So I kind of live vicariously through them and understand completely. And it's been a rough, rough go. And then you finally got a quarterback and then he gets hurt. It's unbelievable. Against the Washington football team. So uh, Joe Arrow had actually <laughs> prodded me in Facebook when the game was going to start. And then to have that happen during the game. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Just, so this is all Joe's fault. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I blame Joe Arrow. <laughs> but it always seems to happen on that field all the time. Yeah, exactly. There's something about that. Well, Joe Theismann. Oh, well, that was JFK, I guess. But well, but same yeah, city, right. right? But 
Yeah. Well, they just can't do proper fields or something. Yeah, There's apparently. Something there about Washington football games and painful knee Oof. and leg injuries. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good to see Alex Smith come back. That's been quite a story. That has been really a has. story. So hopefully our best wishes to the rookie. And I really think he had a shot at rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, he was off to a good start. Obviously, Tony, we know you've had a jingle played on the podcast, but... Have you ever had an email read on the podcast? Yeah, I've, I've had some emails. Uh, my favorite one was a true story. So my wife and I, well, my wife wanted to shop for carpet. Uh, I, I went along and it was boring beyond all reason. And uh, so I literally almost fell asleep standing up while this guy was droning on about stain resistant, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I really was, was nearly asleep we talked about the installation and he said, well, if we need to move something heavy, like a piano, <laughs> and, uh, my wife shot a glance at me, but before she could shut me up, I said, I have a piano. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I wrote that down that night in an email and fired it off and it was read the next morning and the next day. Wow. Wait, so are you saying that inspired the jingle or? No, no, no. That was afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. That was afterwards, yeah. But it was just a follow-up. I have a piano story, and uh, I, I got that email read. I was so thrilled. Well, there's all sorts of secret insight stuff that I, I wish I knew. And, and one thing that I would be curious about, and I guess I've just never asked, maybe I should write an email and ask, how many emails do they get? Right. Yeah. So how many emails do they have to sift through? That's a good question. In order to uh, choose which ones get read. Because right. I, well, I don't know. I've been hit or miss. I mean, I've, I've had a few read, mm -hmm. but I've, I've submitted a lot that hasn't. And some that I thought were brilliant, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just no go. <laughs> Can I tell you about uh, just, well, I don't know if you're interested in I have a piano. But that was the very first thing that I ever submitted to the show whatsoever. That jingle? Yeah. Whoa. So I, wow. I had never written an email and I had never submitted any kind of music or anything. So that was the very first thing I ever did. I actually then I had no preconceived notions that it would, it would be on the show. I just, I kind of did it for fun. I, I, for, for my okay, phone. wait yeah. a minute. Okay, let's we're gonna have to back up because first of all, all our <laughs> listeners are gonna want to know about this. And first of all, they're they're all cursing you out, right? Because they're like, wait a minute, that was yeah. the first thing you ever submitted to it, the show. It's like passing the bar exam on the first try, right? I or, or something like that. I, it doesn't happen, but so right. So this was gonna be one of my fun dunk questions, but I guess the logical question is, why do you have a piano if you can't play it? Like I know. Did you in the song I mentioned that inherited? So it's my mother-in-law's piano. Oh right, right, right. So it came down to us as part of a family heirloom, I guess. But uh, yeah, so it takes up a lot of space. It's really heavy. I stub my toe against it at, at night and and curse <laughs> and scream. But <laughs> it's something that we have in the house, and that leads into a story that you may be interested in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, part of it is I have a piano, but uh, <laughs> there's not a good reason why I have a piano other than it just takes up space. <laughs> <laughs>
okay so it was a family item that was passed down yeah that's and that's it it was a family mm -hmm. item that we wanted to keep in the family but you know we raised four boys and not a single one of them took piano lessons so <laughs> you know again why do we have it my wife can play a little bit she she actually can but she doesn't <laughs> so it just sits there. Oh. so it just sits there <laughs> Well, thank you for telling that story because I know a lot of littles that would probably be interested in that information. Another question kind of related to the show. Have you ever done a Friday Five? I have. I have. Yeah. Oh, nice. I submitted a Friday Five that was a literary theme. So I had taken different uh, novels throughout, well, five novels, I guess, and tried to craft a, uh, a TK show question around some kind of a theme like how green was my valley so i have a, a golf question about do you like to walk on grass barefooted right <laughs> but i was asking about golf do you like golf and everybody said no it's so clever how how you did it with the books and stuff and i think it was joe that i was talking to when i look i'm in his boat we're not smart nor funny to come up with something stuff like that for the friday five so <laughs> and we'll let the smart littles take care of that. So, so Tony, you can stick around, right? Yeah, I sure can. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Tony Beeson. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are graciously here with Tony Beeson, Tony, we obviously wanted to hear more about the piano story. So would you mind going more into that? Uh, not at all. So uh, I, as I mentioned, I, I made the transition along with other littles from the radio show podcast to just pure podcast. And one of the things that happened was he started soliciting original music. So Jingles had been a part of the show for a while, but the original music in particular struck me from this standpoint is he did this bumper music, right? Coming in and out of breaks, he would do original music and he kept going on and on and on about, oh, the littles have so much talent. Oh, the <laughs> talented littles. And at the time, I used Bluetooth to uh, have the podcast go through the speaker on my car. So it's still kind of like a radio, right? So I'm screaming at my radio, I don't have any talent. I don't have any talent. <laughs> so he's going on, oh, the littles have so much talent. I don't have any talent. And so eventually one night I said, well, I'm going to prove it to you. So I, I literally went through this process of just starting to think, about, well, you know, I don't have any talent. I, well, what do I have? How, how am I going to show that my lack of musical talent? Well, it literally just then came to me. Well, I have a piano. So I went over to the piano and it's like he talks about with songs, right? I mean, just five minutes later, I just, well, I have a piano. And I just knocked out that. I did record it a couple of times. I was looking at my phone. I still have a phone where I record an iPhone that I recorded it on just sat it on the piano, hit record and on the voice memo app <laughs> and just recorded it. And then uh, Nigel was insistent at the time that don't send it in M4A format, convert it to mm -hmm. MP3. So I downloaded an <laughs> app and converted it. Nigel, you know, just to make you happy, 
and make your job easier <laughs> because we know your job is so difficult for you to perform without air. So anyway, I, uh, I did all that and attached it to an email and sent it off to Jingles and voila, it gets played. But uh, the whole point was my anger at uh, his insistence that the littles all were so talented because I knew I wasn't. <laughs> right. All right. So now we just have some fun questions we like to ask. Are you a crunchy or a smooth peanut butter person? A uh, smooth peanut butter all the way. Wow. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm finding over the course of these, I'm like one of the only crunchy people I know. My wife likes crunchy peanut butter, but I'm, I'm smooth. So here's an interesting question because you do kind of live far away. Now, did you make it to Chatter ever? I did. I uh, got up very early one morning and I drove straight from Cincinnati to Friendship Heights where Chatter was and uh, spent the night there and had dinner at Chatter that night and then uh, attended a, uh, a Super Bowl party there. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And then went to a taping the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, I mean, it was incredible, right? To... Uh, to meet the the cast and crew was amazing. Party as well? Uh, they had a Super Bowl party there one year, yeah. Some of the bigs there or? Uh, Nigel was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that was it uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, thing I could think of is if you ever made it to one of those where Tony was bartending. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know what? I, I take it back. So Tony Kornheiser showed up before the game. So I did get to meet him then. I, I met him the next day at the show taping, but right. uh, he also came by the restaurant for the Yeah. Super he came Bowl. for like a half hour, right? And then he took off. Yeah. 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 Cause he'd advertise he's going to be there. And he was upfront with that. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be there for like a half hour and then I'm out. <laughs> that, that, and, and he was true to his word. I'll tell you, you know, he, he came up to me and said, did you bring your piano? <gasps> Stop. No way. And, and I, I said, no. And then I thought later, you know, I should have said it wouldn't fit in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been like, now that's funny. And I know funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was, a, that was a thrill. That was great. Now, is that the first time you ever met him? That was the first time I ever met him. Yeah. Only time I've ever met him. Only, oh, wow. Okay, so you're like me. You're a one-timer. So here might be an interesting question for you, Tony. Now, with your stardom of this jingle, <laughs> and uh, has have you ever gotten to meet any other Littles? I have. I've been to a couple of Jingle Fests, and so got to meet quite a few of the Littles. Yeah. Also have met Rupa Sharma. Claire actually came, she did a birthday tour in which she just traveled around the United States and she made a stop here in Cincinnati and she had dinner with uh, Roop and I. Uh, so that was really cool. Yeah, she actually then, she spent the night here at my house. So we became an Airbnb nice. for a night. She got to play the piano. Stop. And yeah, absolutely. And, and so then my youngest son's comment was, you're not going to turn this into a tourist attraction, are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, you totally should. And Claire, way to bury the lead on your interview, which you never even told us. You got to play the piano. That's amazing. She did. Tony, uh, if I ever get back to Cincinnati. 
Oh, please. <laughs> uh, of course. You're always welcome. Thank you. I feel like this is a littles helping littles situation. Absolutely. Wow. I think that's awesome. So, Tony, you actually referenced you've been at multiple Jingle Fests. Two of them, yes. Yeah. Can you go into that? Like, what was that? Like, you performed, right? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I performed the song. And the first time I was there, um, you know, this isn't like me. So I'm, uh, unlike you folks, I'm not a natural entertainer. So I was just scared to death. And so I went off by myself, like our Mr. Tony, right? And I started counting to myself. And I started, uh, I had my talismans and a amulets, right? Just like mm -hmm. him going before flight. And anyway, got ready. And, and then it was just, it was an absolute blast. I, I really enjoyed it, had a lot of fun. And the littles, I really don't, I don't understand what people find interesting or whatever the reaction is to the piano but just uh, performing it that night just the reaction from the crowd was amazing <laughs> it's a lot of fun uh I, hey can i tell you a jingle fest story the first one i went to jerry negrelli well jerry negrelli organizes uh the jingle fest right. and that's it's a, a thankless task on his part i know it's just monumental but it does an amazing job anyway the first Jingle Fest I went to, he organized this bus tour. Have you ever heard this, these stories? You know, it's funny that you say that because, uh, again, all these, gratefully, all these interviews are running in my head now. And But yes, it, we have referenced it, but we did not go into detail because I went into it and said, I think they did something like that where they stopped by here and stopped. Please go tell your version of that. Well, it, it, it was... It was so crazy, uh, but it was so wonderful, particularly for littles. So Jerry had organized two buses, and we went on essentially Mr. Tony's commute. Right. So all these different places that he would reference over time, we got to see them firsthand. So the ultimate, of course, is the refugee Safeway. <laughs> the grocery store that he always talks about, we... we <laughs> Pull up in two huge buses um, at, at this grocery store, and all these rabid littles pile out of the buses, and we go into this grocery store, and everybody's running towards the avocados and the cottage <laughs> cheese and the grapefruit juice. <laughs> and there was this lady who was there, and, and we're just coming in as a mob. And, and I see the look on this lady's face. And we kind of lock eyes, you know, our eyes meet. And, and she looks at me and she says, who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> Did you go with cheesery and just move on? Well, yeah. I mean, how can you, how can you explain exactly the right. littles to, to a not to, to a, to, to a tiny, right? How right. do you explain the whole thing? But you, you can't. Uh, so in particular, so you know. I forgot about the ref, the Safeway. So, but you, I'm guessing you went to Bethesda Bagels and La Cheeserie and. Well, it was Bagel City at the time. Uh, so Bagel City was the sponsorship. We did stop there and, you know, about 80 people got in line to get bagels. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we went to a McDonald's. Do you remember the story of the McDonald's restaurant, quote unquote? Yes. Uh, and uh, so we went to that McDonald's 
Um, and Jerry, uh, Jerry narrated the tour. Oh my God, so, stop so it. There was, a, there was a parking garage that he got stuck in because he only carries cash. He doesn't carry a credit card. And right. the, 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 uh, the exit required a credit card and he didn't have it. So, he, you know, Jerry said, well, there's the, there's the parking garage that he talks about. <laughs> Gosh, how funny. You know, it's, it's amazing. It really is. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I won't go into it, I promise Littles, but I just hope he knows. That's all I can say. Because yeah. for the longest time, I don't think he did. I, and he, he, I, I just don't even know how to word it. I just, I just hope he knows. Well, yeah, and I, I guess he went to the first two Jingle Fests. Right. But, I, but that was before my time, and so I missed those. Uh. Uh, so he wasn't there for the other ones, but, uh, but that's okay. I mean, several other bigs did show up. So. Yeah, yep. Through Jingle Fest, I've got to meet uh, David Aldridge, which was amazing. Wow. Uh, and Gene McManus, yeah. um, uh, Nigel, and uh, Super G, uh, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> who's a lot of fun. Gary's been to Cincinnati. Um, there's a group of us that met, uh, met Gary uh, downtown. He was there on business, on his job outside of... Uh, the show and uh, so that was a lot of fun oh that's wow. great that's the dream of course for us to have to have any have one, one of them, of them. Come on the show <laughs> yeah that's the dream yeah and kind of a one-on-one -on -one or just kind of at a small group setting and oh i mean i i'll tell you gary told uh, an amazing story when we met with him in cincinnati he told about his first time meeting dr kornheiser and that is quite a story that's pretty amazing. Well, maybe someday. Yeah, someday you'll yeah, have to ask him to tell you that story. It's okay. it's it's pretty funny. Well, and he's on the list for sure, yeah. of course. So Well, Gary Gary in particular would probably do it. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've heard that and I honestly don't know how to reach out to him. I'll try to figure it out. I'm trying to get it going first because I don't want to sound like an idiot when I interview him. I just want to make sure I'm comfortable and ready to go so that I don't sound like a complete bumbling idiot. Hey, can I tell another story? Uh, you can tell as many stories as you want, sir. <laughs> uh, well, just Littles, uh, it, it's a small world in Littledom. Um, so uh, are you familiar with recently the discussions of Bell's Up Winery? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, David's on the list. and hopefully oh, he... right? Well... Here, here's here's a story is that uh you know bells up winery it's it's mentioned on the show willamette valley out in oregon and uh so you know i got interested enough that i thought well i'll, I'll call this winery and uh and uh talk to this david specter and uh, so I call him and he's just really nice. And we, we're striking him with this conversation. He says, hey, you know, I'm from Cincinnati. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking about that. And at some point he mentions, yeah, and my dad worked for Cincinnati Bell. And I, I said, what? <laughs> so what's, wait a minute. Your name is Dave Spector. Um, <laughs> I know your dad. I worked with your dad for 25 years oh my gosh 
But his dad, Bob, and I worked together in Japan, actually. Wow. It was Cincinnati Bell, and it's a long story, but he, he shared his dad that considers that time in Japan the bane of his existence. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, well, anyway, he was more of uh, in the leadership position, and I was just a young programmer. Um, and so he had to do all the hard negotiation stuffs with uh, NTT, the, the Japanese version of AT&T. And I just sat around, well, and my wife was with me. We had a blast. This was pre-kids. And we just toured around Tokyo and we had a great time. And I did some coding and stuff and we lived there for six months. It was great. Oh, wow. So, well, sir, as we say, as an homage, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy, you got another question for him? Uh, well, I have to ask uh, the famous toilet paper question. Do you like okay. it over or under? Um, well, I'm going to say over, but there okay. is a particular toilet in our house that it's on its side, right? And that's due to our cats. Oh, uh, oh on your side, so side? I never thought we, to do that. We have a litter box that's in mm -hmm. one of our bathrooms, and that particular one, the cats will just tear the uh, toilet paper off of the spool, right? So right. we actually sieve it sitting up on its side then. <laughs> gotcha. So there I is, haven't heard there that is a, one. There is a third option for toilet paper. <laughs> well, there you go. You learn something new every day. <laughs> I never thought to do that. That's really interesting. Roxy? We call that information for life. Information yes. for life. Absolutely. That's right. That's when I right. get a cat someday, I will try that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to plug or anything at all you'd like to? Well, I mean, I would encourage folks uh, just in general, if they're interested in I Have a Piano or any of the real jingles uh, with people who have marvelous musical talent, uh, to go to uh, littlesongs.net. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, one thing I, I wanted to mention was that, uh, you know, I don't have any talent, but uh, there is a young lady named KJ Onstead that has a beautiful voice. Sure does. And so I wrote a jingle. I thought it would be funny to set Bette Midler's The Rose to oh. a theme. And so I, I wrote a song called La Cheeserie. And I, I wrote lyrics all about cheese. I asked KJ if she would sing it and she did. And if you listen to that, I just think it's brilliant. And Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Roxy's ever heard that one. Um, and yeah, KJ well, I know that I know the rose. So right. Yeah. Um, but, I but yeah, I'll definitely have to look that one up. Yeah. 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 yeah, KJ's just so talented. I'm. We're hoping she'll come on someday and do a nice do an interview with us. Yeah. Yeah, I encourage you to do so. Well, Tony, anything else you need to say? Well, uh, you know, I I just want to thank you uh, for the time. I I have really enjoyed this. This was a blast. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. I'll leave you with this. La cheeserie. La cheeserie. All right, Littles, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. That's just, I, I know I say this every time, but it is truly so much fun to get to meet these people 
Roxy, what was that like? I just, I can't, I have no words for how much fun I'm having, how enjoyable it is to talk to these people and get to know new people. It's yeah. so great. The stories are what amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because a lot of times they're like, well, you must know the story. I'm like, no, I don't know the story. You know, I'm not from down there or, well, and he's from Ohio, but I just mean in general, like the, the Claire going over there and playing the piano. It's just, it, the stories are so great. Oh, I know. They and it's are. So much, they really are. It's so much fun. And actually, we got to see the video of that. And it was fun for Claire and Tony because they, it got, apparently it was posted like two years ago on their Facebook live feed or something like that. It, they brought it back up so I could see it. And it was just, it was just great. So yeah. thank you again, Tony, for coming on. We all really appreciate that. Thank you for letting us meet you. And so today what we're going to do is to finish up the show, we just have some today in history, 1843, December 19th, 1843, Charles Dickens publishes A Christmas Carol in England. So we all know Nigel's happy about that. Weren't we just talking about Carol? Ah, Chuck, not that Carol. (laughs) Different Carol. Maybe maybe Carol could read a Carol. Maybe Maybe. Carol could come and read the Carol. Anyway. (laughs) Chuck, you had one of these too, right? Yes, I have a date for you. Well, actually, this date in 1977, the first woman sworn in as a governor of a U.S. state in Wyoming passed away, and her name was Nellie Taylor Ross. First woman governor of a U.S. state. She passed away this date in 1977. Wow. How old was she? She was old, right? Yes, she made it to the ripe old age of 101. Whoa. Wow. May we all get that old? You sure that's not a misprint, Chuck? Did you do your homework? Did you do your homework, Chuck? Because <laughs> you never do your homework. Now, actually, I think I remember. I thought it was like a '90s, but wow, that's 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 good. What would Tony say for that? That's uh, that's that's a, that's a good run. That's a good so, run. That's right. Then Chuck, for us Red Sox fans, and it hurts, but born in the great state of Missouri. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, it's not just yeah. a state; it's a state of mind. <laughs> okay, Chuck. Thanks for that. <laughs> that's information for life. Chuck, 1986. Do you remember the name Michael Sergio? Do you remember that name by any chance? Don't lie. Not ringing a bell. Okay, well, on this day in 1986, he was sentenced. He was, quote, sentenced. He was fined $500 and sentenced to 100 hours of community service, if you can call that a sentence. And that's because Mets ball players helped him out to get a good lawyer, but this is the guy that parachuted into Game Six of the World Series at then Shea Stadium on October 25th. Oh, Remember that, Chuck? Uh, yeah, what? vaguely. Yeah, it's all coming back to me. Actors, am I right? He was an actor. I had no idea. But however, then he was found in contempt of court for refusing to reveal the name of the pilot who's flying the plane that he jumped out of. And as a result, in May 1987, he was sentenced to six months in federal prison. Whoa. Uh, well, yeah, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Whoa. Well, but he's but not he did niche. I mean, right. what is he, he supposed to do? Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. So my question is, is this pilot still at large? I, I kind of need a follow-up. <laughs> at <here>. large? <laughs> well, I mean, like, he never got in trouble, right? I mean, this guy did the time, and I guess he officially did the crime. But, you know, I mean. 35 years later, well, he's still on the lamb. Everybody. <laughs> The guy be aware drove. of pilots. It could be the one. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the guy that drove the getaway car. You know, I mean, yeah. he gets off scot-free, but yeah. without him, this guy ain't jumping out of a plane by himself. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, what's he going to do? Crash the plane as he jumps out? I mean, no. I mean, well, he would have gotten a different pilot. Well, the thing I don't understand, though, is seriously, how do these people, I mean, even back then, I would think there was with the satellites and where did he land the plane? 
He had to land it somewhere near mm. New York. I mean, I'm not saying it was at LaGuardia, but I mean, it was probably some independent airport nearby. So I don't know. Anyway. But also, who thinks of this shit? Can I say that? Like, <laughs> yeah, you say that. <laughs> he just did. Yeah, he just did. So, who thinks you. up these schemes and actually goes through with it? Like, I just, well, what was in this person's mind at the well, time? Well, Roxy, as a Red Sox fan, you should know this, but I'm going to cut you some slack because you weren't even born yet. <laughs> anyway, um, but Roxy, this happened late in game six when it looked like the Mets were down and out of it. I'd say, what, 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, tops. We all know how game six ended. And then the Mets went on to win game seven. I mean, literally, the Red Sox were oh, a strike away many times. And they had this. They they should have won that World Series. And they blew it. And they're, they're saying that this was all thanks to Michael Sergio. So changed- what you're saying is the Mets paid this guy to do this so that he can <laughs> jump out of a plane and get everyone all, like, riled up about it. Maybe. And then make the Mets win? Was well, that it did its job. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if they paid. I don't think they paid Again, them. Again, who thinks of this? I don't I know. Anyway, Roxy, you've got some birthdays, right, to celebrate? Anyway, yes, we do. We have some very happy birthdays. We've got Jake Gyllenhaal, happy birthday. Alyssa Milano, Warren Ooh. Sapp, Jake Plummer, Kevin McHale, Whoa. Reggie White, who has died, but this would have been his birthday. So happy birthday to all of you. Whoa, I wish you a wonderful year. Good that's list. A list. That's a yeah. great list. Reggie yeah. White, Warren Sapp. I didn't know they shared the same birthday. Mm. Wish I was born this day. Great Kevin McHale. <laughs> and hello, heartthrob growing up, Alyssa Milano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had her poster up. <laughs> I sure did. (laughs) Hello, Alyssa Milano, who's the boss? Now they're her and Tony are coming. They're doing a new show apparently. Now I I don't know when it's. First of all, I don't think heartthrob. You can say that about a girl. I'm just saying. I don't think I've ever heard of girls like, hey, she's a heartthrob. (laughs) And then rocks. And then, Roxy, you wanted to pay an homage type. I do. This week, earlier this week, the theater and dance community lost a very inspirational dancer, an influential dancer, and ranking. She died in her sleep. She was 71 years old. She, if any of you littles don't know who she is, she was Bob Fosse's protege. Some say mm. his muse. She was known for performances that she did in Chicago, all that jazz. She played Grace Farrell in the 1982 Annie movie. I'm sure many of you know that. She was just such a stunning, beautiful person, dancer, light in this world, and someone that will greatly be missed. Now... Yeah. You may be wondering how this relates to a sports podcast. Well, first of all, dancers are athletes, okay? We work very hard. We put our bodies through the ringer. We are athletes. I just wanted to say that. And also... Okay, calm down, Roxy. Easy, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Also, have a sip. Have a sip of eggnog, Roxy. <laughs> Not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying easy, No, it's easy. true. And I, oh, I do think, true. you know, they're... I'm not saying anyone here in this community feels this way, but there are people out there that don't really think much of dancers and think it's, oh, you're just playing well, around, fooling no, around. There's no littles like, that think no, that. So we're, let's, we're all right. athletes. Okay. Anyway, she also, she was married four times, but her fourth husband was sports writer Peter Talbert. Stop. I don't know who that is, but. I know that name. I don't remember. Sports I'm writer. 
Wow. Yeah. Did not realize that. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Well, rest in peace. And, and yes, gone way too soon for sure. Yeah. Amazing life. All Incredible. right. Roxy mm-hmm. and Chuck, I'm going to need you to take a seat for a second. Okay. Do you right. need you a sip what? of eggnog? I need, I need more than just a sip of eggnog. I, I'm about to pull you a Tony. You need Zambuca. Yeah, I need some Sambuca. I'm about to pull a Tony. So I'm not going to go into this too much here, but if there is any littles out there that is any connection with Models, get in touch with me, WTFCPodnet at gmail.com. I'd really appreciate it. I mean, maybe I'll, I, I think that's all I'm going to say for now. I, I'm going to tell this story when we have more time because I am in a war, email war with what was Models or what is the new Models. I don't even think they know. All I know is I have a $100 gift card that they're claiming they want to offer me a $25 credit so I'll be a new customer or something. It's ridiculous. I'm so angry. I just keep yelling, representative, and they're not giving me. I literally, <laughs> I've literally emailed them like four times just saying, okay, clearly you can't help me. Who can I call or who can, I, who can you put me in touch with who can help me because this is ridiculous. So to That's be all. clear, they're they're not honoring your gift card for some reason. No, and it's it's ridiculous because the gift card says it is good for in stores or on the website. The website is still there for loyal letters. If you haven't heard, and I'm sad about this. I think it's pa- pandemic related. The stores have closed. Okay, and I I understand that, but the website is still up and running. Now there's hardly anything on it. Like, that's the thing I don't even understand. This is where the Tony's coming out with me. It, it's not even that I want their product now. It's the principle of the situation because their website is still up. They have like, you know, 50 items on it and I'll use the gift card for that. But there's no place to, when you check out, put the gift card. Anyway, long story, I emailed them. They're telling me that my gift card is no longer because it's a different company running the website or something. And I'm like, but there's, it's still the same website. So I don't understand. And on top of it, just to keep me as a Models customer, they're trying to offer me a $25 store credit. And I'm like, no, I want the $100. Unless they're going to give the $75 back to the person who bought me said gift card, which I doubt that's happening. So it's a mess. Anyway. That's uh, sketchy. That's I'm grinding my gear. I, I won't go any more on that. But I that was my Tony Kornheiser moment of the week. It's still ongoing. I don't know. Any, any loyal littles out there that can help me, that would be great. Uh, but anyway... I want to end today's show with something a little more uplifting. I have some questions for you, Chuck. Only six shopping days left. And Roxy, you too. I, I'm curious. Are you ready for Christmas and the holiday or are you totally, uh, are you a procrastinator? I feel like I am spot on. I am kind of maybe ahead of the game considering how I usually am. But there are many things about this holiday that I will say I am not prepared for. I have no idea what to expect. So that's a little, that's a little stressful. (laughs) I gotcha. Chuck? I am D-U-N done. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Good for you, Chuck. Good for you. I, I had a feeling that after the election and going through all the mail stuff that everybody's talking about, like, oh, this is lost, and we got you know all these ballots and everything, I was like, okay, if I'm gonna order stuff, I need to do it early because there's a good chance that it's not gonna it's gonna take longer than usual to ship. So I got everything done right after Thanksgiving so that I wouldn't have to worry about it getting here on time or any of that. So I am done and now I can relax. 
and wow. ease on into Christmas with no stress, no last well, minute dashing and dancing and all well, that prancing. Chuck, I don't, I don't want to like <laughs> upset you at all, but just so you know, my gift hasn't made it here yet. So I just want to make sure Ooh. you're aware of that. So. It's in the mail. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> well, you better well, go back up. <laughs> now I have a question for you. Holiday gift shopping pertaining to that. Now, Chuck, do you you're married? Do you buy stuff for the misses when it's secretly something you want and you know you'll get to use it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I try to think of like I'm thinking the only things that came to mind were like a massager or something like that. That you're like, oh yeah, no, that Merry Christmas, sweetheart. And then you you're like the one plugging it in and like going to town with it. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> going to town with it. Oh my god. What kind of massage are we talking about, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing like that, but I have bought gifts in the past for her that were like kitchen related because I wanted her to make a dish or special kind of meal with this. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, I almost give away what I was what I got her this year. I better not because she she might she might actually listen to the podcast. But I have bought like yeah, I have bought kitchen appliances or kitchen cookbooks wait, or whoa, things whoa, like whoa, that. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait! Wonder. Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! Are you saying that you bought your wife a kitchen appliance for Christmas, Chuck? Oh well, it's, I mean it benefits me, but it's not just for me. I mean she loves no, no, being no, no, in the Ch- kitchen. Oh, okay, yeah, I would. It's, yeah. it's off of her. It's wait, off of I thought her that Amazon was off list. limits. I, oh, okay. Well, I thought this was off limits now. See, I thought that's not allowed. See, I, I'm well, new to this. I wouldn't do that for you know? like Valentine's Day or something, but for Christmas, yeah, I think you're Okay, right see, this is information for life because, see, I'm technically still not married here, so I don't know what's going on. See, I thought I thought like <laughs> appliances and things like that were like a no Well, I think she has to either hint it or directly yeah. say, I want this. Right. Uh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't just like buy a toaster because <laughs> – just randomly because no. it's well, like is it like yeah. the new hot item like an instapot like roxy yes, where'd you say yeah it's okay I, see i don't even yes. know what an instapot is i know it's a pot i'm guessing it is basically it a... is a it, it's like an all-in-one it does everything it's a what do you mean it does everything cooker, i put a pot a on the stove cooker, i turn the stove a on it does everything dude it'll change your life one. get one well, wait, wait, wait. also so it makes it's a the pot? best yes. it makes the best hard-boiled eggs wait what? i've ever had in my life yes you can do you can make a pot roast in there in like 10 minutes i mean yep. it's there's all kinds of stuff you can it's do. It's no joke. Things. Okay, so yeah, I'm. I can't. I heard crock pot and boiling sure. eggs. So yep. loyal littles, maybe we should all chip in and got you know Mr. Tony a, a, a what's it called? An, Insta- an instant pot. Instant pot. <laughs> instant pot, so he can boil his eggs. Instant pot. <laughs> instant <laughs> say it, pot. Say it, instant pot, like you're from Boston. Instant pot. Let me go into the instant pots. <laughs> Chuck, can you say Revea? Revea. <laughs> oh my gosh that was for you claire anyway all right that's all the time oh god that's so mean that's like a high school prank <laughs> no, no 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 that that's it's actually on me Inside joke, i can't say it i can't say it so and i get made fun of all the time roxy was supposed to be working with me on it and i haven't had any lessons so i'm still saying revere so uh, anyway roxy tell everyone how they can get in touch with us you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. Please do that, at LoyalLittlesPod. Don't forget, when you're listening to the podcast, especially if it's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. 
that's so important for us to generate new listeners. And I know it's pretty much all littles anyway, but sometimes when you're on there and they'll suggest other pods, they'll start suggesting ours. And that would be great because we'd love to get out to all the loyal littles out there because we all want to meet you at some point soon. All right, all you loyal littles, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Say goodbye, Chuck. Bye, Chuck. And as always, everyone, especially if you're doing some Christmas shopping or if you're out online tonight, as always, use the code. Who are you people?
Royal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.